Get the glass ceiling. Glass ceiling. On hard facts. Hard facts. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and we have a very special episode of The Glass Ceiling lined up for you today. We're continuing our look back at uh, the year 2020. Last week, uh, the obstacles that uh, women faced, like I told you, uh, did not disappear. They haven't disappeared. So the things that we talked about in January are still relevant (laughs) in December. Joining me to bring some fresh insight into these topics is a good friend of Hard Facts, Chief Andy Oboforubo. Welcome back, sir. Compliments of the season. Greetings, Sandra. Thank you. All right, uh, Lagos, we want to hear from you as well. Uh, Give us your takes on these issues that uh, we discussed in the year 2020. Uh, Tell me what you think about um, the various conversations. Which ones did you think were the most interesting? Which ones did you think uh, were the most rubbish? (laughs) Which ones did you disagree with me the most on? Uh, Which ones made you see something differently? Uh, Let's talk about those. Uh, the number to call is 0700-993-993-993. Chief, last week, um, I, I had Saratu on the show, Saratu Abiola, and uh, she and I covered uh, topics ranging from tapping current, that's groping, but Nigerians call it tapping current, to the soft landing that we provide for rapists uh, in Nigeria and also all the rape stories that we covered in the year uh, 2020. And then uh, we didn't quite get to um, the, the amount of time that we gave subjects like marriage and widowhood. So, for instance, uh, when you ask Nigerians where is a married woman from, um, the, the answer to that question is is complex. Complicated, right? And and some of the high-profile cases that um, uh, that buttress how complicated the answer to that question is include uh, Justice Akonikbeme in Cross River and uh, Nimi Akinkube in Ondo State. So Ikbeme was the most senior judge in Cross River. So the State um, Judicial Service Commission automatically recommended her to be chief judge, right? But Governor Ben Ayade opposed it because she's Cross Riverian by marriage not by birth. So the State House of Assembly voted against confirming her. The National Judicial Council refused to accept any name except Iqbeme, and because of this, for more than one year, Cross River uh, has had an acting chief, just, uh, chief judge. And incidentally, Iqbeme's husband uh, is, is um, uh, not only is Iqbeme's husband from Cross River, her mother is also from Cross River. So even by blood, Sev, she's half Cross Riverian. And yet she's still being called an outsider. And then you had the same thing happen in Akinkube's case uh, when they, they wanted to give her an ambassadorship. The president nominated her for Ondo State's ambassador slot. And groups of Ondo politicians protested that uh, she was only from Ondo by marriage, that she's not really from Ondo. So this no man's land thing, no, no, no pun intended, uh, that married women uh, end up in. Talk to me about it. You're a chief as well. So, Kilo Pop, wait in the occur, sir. Wait in the occur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Sandra, the, it's a big problem, actually. It's, it's one of these things where our traditional view of things is clashing with the realities of modern life. 
and we're having difficulty adjusting and moving forward. So on the one hand, our constitution and our laws tell us that uh, a married woman is from the place of her birth and is also from the, her husband's place of birth. But on the other hand, our culture, a lot of our cultures tell us that, no, the married woman is no longer from the place of birth. She is now from um, her husband's place. And we want to pretend like that dichotomy doesn't exist in the hearts and minds of people. So we write these laws and we put down these things, and we've not done enough work in you know, changing people's hearts and minds and making people realize that, okay, this is how it works now. So it's there on paper, but when it's on paper, but it's not in hearts and minds, things like what was happening with um, uh, Nimiya Kinkunde and Justice Ikpe may happen. And now it's gotten to the point where the truth of the matter is you now have leaders. You have sitting governors, like in, in Cross River State. You have um, sitting National House of Assembly members who are not going by what's written in the law. They are going by what's written in their hearts and minds. So even the political elite are still embracing this old view of things that we, according to our law, have said should no longer exist. It's the same thing we see with state of origin and all these other things. So we also ask ourselves, as a people, what do we truly believe in? What do we truly stand for? And why is it that our laws don't reflect what's actually you know, held on to by most people? So what needs to change? Is it our laws or is it our minds? Now, I want it to be our minds, but we have to have a serious conversation about that. Hmm. Uh, I'm glad you brought up cultural practices because widows were a huge part of the glass ceiling uh, in 2020 as well. We still have so many cultural practices that put them in a bad position. They still get their property seized. They get kicked out of their homes. They endure physical ordeals. Why have these practices resisted change in so many places? Again, it comes down to heart and mind. And it comes down to the parts of our culture that we have chosen to to hold on to. I say chosen because every day we have examples of Nigerians choosing to leave behind some aspects of our culture. Nothing is set in stone. Culture is not permanent. By its very nature, culture changes. After Mm. all, uh, (laughs) they're not killing twins in some parts of Nigeria where they were killing twins before as cultural issue. Mm. They're not eating human flesh as they were in some places mm. as part of culture, as part of rituals. So if we're able to change some aspects of culture, why are we refusing to change others? And one of those areas that we're refusing to change willfully is the treatment of widows. But if you think about it, Sandra, this ill treatment of widows comes from the same place as the petition against Nimi Akinkube and uh, Justice uh, Ikpeme. It comes from the place where women are not regarded as full people in our traditional society. What do I mean by that? The man um, is from where he's from. Mm -hmm. Where he's from doesn't change whether he's married or single. So why does a woman's place change? Or if a woman's place changes, why doesn't a man's place change as well? Right? Mm-hmm. Then a widow, a, a, a man, a woman dies. Nobody comes to meet her husband and says, You must marry her sister. If not, you can't keep the property. His property is his property. His wife's property becomes his property. Mm-hmm. His qualification for inheriting is never in question. Mm-hmm. 
simply because he's a full person. But the, he, the wife, the widow, mm. is not really considered a full person. Mm. She must go through some process to maintain and retain her legitimacy. And that's an attitude that nobody ever says it out loud. Mm. And when now somebody like me says it out loud, people will say, hey, chief, no, what you're saying is not true. <laughs> but you know, even the Bible says, by their fruits you shall know them. Mm. If our society is treating men and women, our tradition are treating men and women differently, it means our traditions are saying that women are not completely human. Hmm. That's a that's a that's a that's a very stark representation. That's a it's a you you paint quite the dark picture, Chief. And and this is coming from you, who is a custodian of culture. I mean, you're a <laughs> you're a traditional leader. A lot of the things that we're talking about are traditional, you know. So if you are saying all of this, um, are you also saying that our culture demands poor treatment of widows of women? Uh, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying, Sandra. Um, our, our culture, whether by written rules or implicit rules, or sorry, explicit rules or implicit um, assumptions, mm. basically saying treat widows like hell. Uh, and we have to ask ourselves a fundamental question. If we believe these people called widows are human beings, hmm. full human beings, hmm. why are we doing this to them? Leave aside the fact that we're doing it to them at the time, at their lowest point in life, when they just lost their partner, just lost their husband. Many times they just lost the breadwinner. They don't know where their next meal is coming from. And that's the time we choose to make them go and shave their head and make them have a bath in them, dirty water, and we come and seize their property and tell them, come and marry this man, otherwise you won't get anything. Leave aside that we're doing that to them at their worst point, the lowest point in their lives. Even if it was at their best moment, why are we? Why have we as, as a people decided that this is an acceptable way to treat another human being if we truly believe that this human being is a complete human being like us? Chief, I have to say, of course, before we go on, that when I had this conversation on the glass ceiling, some of my callers pointed out that widowers also go through some ceremonies and ordeals. Widowers, uh, for instance, if the woman dies while she's pregnant and they haven't been married, they, they make him marry the corpse or things like that. So are we unfairly focusing on widows here? Because I know that men are about to call me now because they did the same thing last week as well when we're talking about groping and talking about sexual abuse. And they're like, well, we're never going to achieve equality. We're only always focusing on the women, Chief. Okay. So um, let me speak first of all from my position as a chief. One of my jobs is to um, judge cases, mm -hmm. you know, and judge, you know, disputes among my subjects. Mm. And let me put it simply, I have never had a case where uh, upon the death of a married woman, mm. the, her relatives were coming to seize the property of, of, of her widower and saying that if she doesn't go through all these ceremonies and things, mm. they will take the property. Mm -hmm. I have heard of cases where the relatives of a dead married man mm -hmm. have come to hook the widow and say if she doesn't go through all these processes that they will they will seize the property. Mm -hmm. So even in, the, in those cultures and those societies in Nigeria where 
both widows and widowers go through something. Mm -hmm. The thing that the widower goes through is more likely to be merely ceremonial, merely a fulfilling of righteousness. Whereas the thing that the widow goes through has actual real-world connotations. If you don't do this, we will displace you. If we, you don't do this, we will disinherit you. Also, the amount of cruelty that is meted out to widows during these ceremonies is always, quote me, always much higher than what is meted out to widowers. With widowers, it's just a ceremonial thing. Like, come and call this, like, come and do like this. We are pour this water here and go home. But it's the widows that are actually really being made to go through something painful or disgusting or grueling. And any attempt to equate the two, I challenge that person to come out and, and give me that evidence. I will tell them my own evidence as a chief. Because let's be honest. Let's be intellectually honest about this thing. Chief, we are, if we're being intellectually honest, I have to then point out that it's actually women who are making widows do these things, right? Um, is that still gender discrimination? After all, you know, some people will say it's women doing it to women. Yes, of course. And I think that's one of the things, one of the insidious things that happens with power, okay. right? Mm -hmm. The thing with power is this. When power is being misused mm -hmm. to oppress one group of people, right? it always tries to cloak itself in legitimacy. Okay. So one of the ways that oppression tries to legitimize itself is that it tries to use agents and proxies, right? So Chief, Chief, you're using a lot of big words. Uh, no, I want to break it down. I want to break it down. Thank you. Uh -huh. When I want to, if I want to, um, if I want to oppress you, Right? Mm -hmm. Or do something to you. Mm -hmm. I will go and use your brother or your sister. And say, because you, both you and your, and your sister or your brother are oppressed. Right? Uh -huh. I have used my power to deny both of you access to livelihood, access to, you know, power, access to equality. I've, I've you know, impoverished both of you. Uh-huh. And then I now say, Sandra's brother, do you want to be able to live in this society? Do you want a little bit of crumb? Oh yeah, kill your sister. Fight your sister. Destroy Sandra for me. Then when your brother has destroyed you, mm. I will sit back and say, well, you see these people, see the ex-equestrian family, <laughs> you see the problem is them, it's not us. They are the ones killing themselves. After they will come and say, oh, they are being oppressed. How does but that apply here? This is yes, how it applies, Sandra. Hmm. Do women have power in our traditional society? They do not. Do women have legitimacy and standing in our traditional society? They do not. So then what our traditional societies do is they tell women, if you want even an inch of legitimacy. If you want even an inch of breathing room, you must uphold these traditions. I'm sure there are people listening to you and t talking about how you're making generalist statements and uh, probably are getting offended because they will... Okay, they let, me, let me break it down now. Uh -huh. um, in, your, in your village, Sandra, mm. in your, your, your hometown and in your society, mm -hmm. so you have women's groups. Yes, we do. Traditional women's societies, women's groups. Uh -huh. uh -huh. 
the women's group have the right to make laws? Some laws, yes. No, but laws that govern women, right? Yes, laws that govern women. Do they have the right to make laws that govern men? No. Do men's groups and the Igwe and all these other institutions that are for men only, mm -hmm. do they have right to make laws that govern women? Yes. Well, you've just said it all. <laughs> I haven't said anything. You, what you said to me is that in your tradition, women have power only over themselves and men have power over women. Exactly. So if that they have means, power over themselves, why are they using that power to shave women's heads, make because, them drink? No, because the power that the men have uh -huh. in the society uh -huh. over women uh -huh. is greater than the power that the women have over themselves. But men are not asking them to go and shave anybody's heads. What men are asking them to do and what our society is asking women to do mm -hmm is to uphold a situation where woman does not have any right except through men. You only have a right in your village because you are your father's daughter. Mm -hmm. You only have a right in your husband's village because you are your husband's wife. Mm -hmm. Your father has rights in the village because he was born. Your husband has rights in his village because he was born. That is the main issue. And all these things that happen with widows being maltreated and everything... It's just a ceremony to confirm and reaffirm that situation. You know, as a chief, let me tell you that every everything we do, whether it's a masquerade dance, a festival or everything, all these outward ceremonies we perform are there to reinforce ideas about what is true and what is false in our society. But so when we do these things to widows, mm -hmm. we are reinforcing the point that you, woman, mm. you don't have any rights in this society. But you're But chief, you're a yes. you're a chief that comes from a society that actually is um, largely matrilineal, that largely um, upholds the rights of women. So, um, can you categorically, you know, say what it is that you've been saying since you joined the show? Of course, I can. I'm, yes, I'm. I'm. A, I'm a job. And Israel is matrilineal. Uh -huh. So what does that matrilineal mean? Uh -huh. It means that inheritance comes through, comes through the women's, the mother's line. But who is actually inheriting that property? It's not the women, it's the men. Hmm. So, in, in, in my place, we have a thing, hmm. right? Mm -hmm. My son is not my heir. My sister's son is my heir. Right? That's matrilineal, right? Okay. But notice who is the heir, it's still men. The question is not whether women have power or whether women have authority in a material society. They don't. It's still the men that have the power. The question is, how do two men settle a dispute about which of them has the power? Is it through their father's line or their mother's line? But at the end of the day, that mama, that mother, she couldn't use that power. She has no power to use. All she could do is give it to her sons. Even her sister, the, uh, her daughter, could not get any power. But how did she get the land or the property that she's she didn't get the land? It's not her. It's not her. Like, you notice what I said. Mm. My son is not my heir. My sister's son is my heir. So, who has the land? Me. Who gets the land from me? My sister's son. Did my sister get land? Okay, Lagos, let me hear from you. 0700 993 
993 I quite like where this conversation has gone. I've got Chief Andy Oboforipo on the show. He's a good friend of the show. And um, I brought him in today uh, to uh, represent the men because last week I brought in a woman to uh, represent the, the women. <laughs> As we take a look at conversations that we have had this year on the glass ceiling and um, I've started with where is a woman from and the treatment that widows um, get after um, their husbands die. 0700-993-993-993. You can also share your thoughts via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is OHO 959-75805. After the break, we're going to take a break very soon. In four minutes, we'll take a break. After that break we're going to talk about women in leadership and then uh, we'll talk about the pressure that women face uh, to procreate hello thanks for calling us hello hey, good afternoon sandra thanks for calling what's your name yeah this is ufuma from my brother sherry welcome ufuma go ahead hey, let me just start. please you know when you are when you are receiving the people that call on your sister Try to limit the time each person is used. Okay, so you, you get one minute, 30 seconds. Yes, it's okay. Now, based upon the interview granted just now, you know, the issue of tribe is only God that we have. You know, there are some tribe in this our country that they will not allow anything to go at. So maybe their wife passed on, you know, most of those things they're not supposed to collect, they will make sure they collect. So it's only God, especially the issue of tribe in this Nigeria. Nobody answered, how they answered on three. Even though religion as a Christian, there are some Christians, even though they keep practicing it. So the religion is only God that have answered and God will help them. <laughs> All right. Thank you for calling me, Ufoma. Like Ufoma says, uh, a lot of people are trying to call in, so you're going to get one minute, 30 seconds. 99.3. Hello, Joy. Um, Sandra. Good to have you on the show. What's your name? Good afternoon. Longest time. You have Sociable on the line. Welcome, Sociable. You've got, you've got one yeah. minute, 30 seconds. Yes. I want this kind of uh, discussion to be fruitful. I think I will encourage the chief to be mentioning the names of the villages that are involved in cutting women, uh, widows' hair. You know, if he continues to say we, 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 the way we treat women, the way we treat women, Nigeria is too big. And the culture of cutting uh, widows' hair is holding many cultures, many uh, villages, they have thrown away that culture. That's not true. That's when I had this conversation, we, so sure, but when I had this conversation this year, a lot of women called in and they told us their story, they cut their hair. Yes, uh, we, should, we should note the villages, the place they are calling from, the villages they are talking about. What, has that, what has that got to do with the practice itself? That is why I said this kind of discussion should be channeled, uh, pointed to a, a way that it will be fruitful. When you name the name of the place, the people who are listening will know they are talking about their village and that they need to do something to change such an obsolete uh, Trust me, they're listening and they know it's happening in their village. You don't need us to name their village. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Hold that thought. We'll take a break. Come back and continue. You're listening to Hard Facts on Nigeria Info. It's a glass ceiling. Glass ceiling. Hard facts. I am 
Sandra Ezekwasili, and we're looking back at some of the conversations we've had on the glass ceiling in 2020. Tapping current, uh, rape culture, rape itself, the status of women as married women, and widowhood. Now, let's take a look at women in leadership. That's a, a conversation we had right before uh, the year wrapped up. But before we do that, Chief Andy Obofurebo is on the line with me. Uh, he's a traditional chief, uh, owns a walk. Can I say owns a walk in new house or leads a walk in new house? What's the right way to say that, Chief? Leads, leads or heads. Oh, huh. Heads a walk in house uh, in Okrika River State. And uh, he's a good friend of the show. And uh, I brought him in to talk on today's show because uh, last week we had a woman talk. Uh, take a look at these stories with us. And uh, before the break, someone called in and said the good chief should name the villages so that those from those villages will know what's happening in their villages. Chief, you were responding to that before the break. If, if somebody... If your village is one of the villages where they cut widows, uh, you know yourself. <laughs> so I shouldn't need to name you. And because what's really happening there with your guest is everybody wants to say, eh, my village is not the bad village. Mm. Um, we're one of the good ones. Mm. No, my people, we are all the bad ones. Eh? We're all the bad village. But, is this, but it's also the same argument that uh, people make when, uh, uh, for instance, they see, uh, women say, oh, men are rapists or men are bad or men are scum. You know, and then you have men saying, no, not all men. So I, I think maybe that's where that's coming from. Well, it's possibly where that's coming from. But at the end of the day, and in this particular, where the difference there is, in this part, when it comes to issues of culture and tradition, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. All our cultures and traditions in Nigeria all have a, 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 a dichotomy between men and women. Mm -hmm. All treat women worse than men in some way. Mm. So while your village may not be the one where widows um, are tortured and their hair is cut, mm -hmm. we all have something in our in our tradition that treats women worse than men. Mm. And so we all have to look inwards and change that. Mm. And also, also, this is one of those situations where if you're not from the village where they are doing this to women, we all still have a role to play in making sure that those villages stop. Because at the end of the day, these things go against the law of the land in the country we live in. Mm. And if civil rights are being... Injustice to one is injustice to, uh, to all. Mm. So we should all be in this boat together. Mm. And I mean, cutting hair in one place is just one issue. Well, how about dispossessing them of their property? That also uh, happens exactly. quite a lot. Uh, all right. Exactly. Uh, one of the most explosive uh, conversations this year was um, women in leadership. That was the, one of the last topics we treated on the glass ceiling. I've been pointing out all the aspects of life where women have shown themselves to be just as capable of leading as men. I give examples like uh, Merkel in Germany. I give examples uh, uh, of Arden in New Zealand. Uh, we've seen how well they handled COVID-19, for instance. We've seen how world leaders are choosing between two women to head the WTO. We saw how uh, women gathered together through feminist coalition uh, to basically fund and organize NSAS right. protests uh, all across Nigeria. But yet when it comes to this same Nigeria, there's a resistance to the idea of women in leadership. So I wonder if, first of all, you even agree that there's a resistance to women as leaders in Nigeria. Then if you agree that there is, what do you think are the underlying causes? Yeah, I agree. There, there is a resistance. Um, you have excuses, explanations, wherever we talk about this issue of, of women in leadership and you have the 
double standards that suddenly appear. So clearly, as a society, we have not made peace with the idea of women as leaders. And I think, ultimately, it comes down to what I said before. Our culture tacitly, implicitly, teaches us that women are not equal to men, that women are not fully human beings. So that's why you will have that resistance to that idea, fundamentally. There's that. There is, and it, it comes across in many ways. I think in, in, a, in a lot of households, in a lot of households in Nigeria, it varies from culture to culture. Even from the time people are children, um, the idea of a woman giving, a sister giving orders to a brother, regardless of age, is dicey. You have the idea right from childhood that um, men don't take orders from women, boys don't take orders from girls. And when you start like that, it ends somewhere, you know. It ends with those people who started as children with those ideas, going to adults who have those ideas, but now writ large in, 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 in more, in more, in more vital uh, manifestations. So suddenly now, if you can't take an order from a woman in your house, um, why would you take an order from a woman in your company or in your church or you know in the state house? You know, it, it, it's a fundamental issue. It, it, it reminds me of something that um, Lyndon Johnson, the former president of the U.S., dead now, mm. said about racism and segregation. He said, um, in the South, the, the lowest white man is taught that he is higher than the highest black man. Mm. And we have the same thing here in Nigeria. The most unaccomplished man is taught that he is greater and more worthy of leadership than the so the least accomplished man mm -hmm. is taught that he is more worthy of leadership than the most accomplished woman. Mm. That's why you know somebody will be beating up a woman in public, or a woman and a man will be quarreling and trading words, and somebody will say, "Ah, we can be your husband." Though. Yes, like that soldier, like, like that soldier who was uh, caught exactly, on camera. Exactly, at the ATM. Right. But I never heard somebody say, "Ah, respect her when a woman she be or she could be your wife." You know, because at the end of the day, fundamentally, that's the underlying assumption. So when most men have to submit to women in leadership, it's done through greater teeth because there's no other choice. Hmm. Hmm. What a way to look at it. I'm sure my listeners are, are, are listening to you and they have things to say. Uh, let me let you call in and say those things. 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. But before I go to the phone lines, Chief of Offerable, you are a man. And I need to ask you this question because lots of men have called in to tell me, Sandra, women need to stop asking for power. Power is not given. Power is taken. They should stand up and take it. Do you agree with that? Okay. So let me see what I do. Because, you know, Nigerians have this thing. As a chief, I, I swore that on issues of justice, I must always say the truth. <laughs> and um, Nigerians have a tendency to lie about justice issues. Okay. So even the fundamental um, hypothesis or assumption behind that statement is a lie. Okay. The statement is based on the assumption that you cannot demand while taking. Hmm. That because women are speaking, that means they're just sitting back. They're not actually doing things to take power. Hmm. It's a lie. Okay. Women are taking active, concrete steps to take power, 
every day, all over their lives, all over society. I see it myself. You have you have everything from NGOs like Stand to End Rape, right? Mm -hmm. They are fighting to end rape, which is a a thing that affects both men and women, but disproportionately affects women more. Mm. And they are fighting every day to give women power over their own bodies. Mm. I, I was about to say, because for a moment I forgot I was talking to a woman, <laughs> I was about to say, imagine having to start from a point where even over your own body, you're having to fight to keep power over it. But you're a woman, you understand me better than I do. Yeah. Women are fighting every day. So it is an insult to say women should stop demanding, should go out and take it. They are going out and taking it every day. But, again, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chief. In matters of justice, I must speak the truth. <laughs> if your answer hmm. to your weak neighbor asking for justice hmm. is stop asking, go out there and take it, hmm. are you not wicked? Ah. Is it not the job of all of us in society when we see an injustice and the person is too weak to stand up for themselves, is it not our job to go and fight for them? If you were being cheated, if you were being oppressed, and I had power to solve your problem, and I said to you, instead of complaining, why don't you rise up and do something? Why don't you get up and take it? Would you not curse me as a wicked man? The Bible, all of you quotes, the Bible says... If your neighbor is hungry and your brother, your Christian brother is hungry and meets you and you have food in your hand and instead of sharing the food with him, you pray for him and tell him, be well, it is well. You are of most men, most wicked. So if the women among us are coming to tell us we are oppressed, help us, fight for us, and it is in our power as men to join voices with them and fight for their equality, instead we say, Go and fight, stand up and take it. We are, of most men, most wicked. Okay, 0700-993-993-993. Chief, I think I'm going to bring you on the glass ceiling more regularly um, because I've tired Bring of... me because men only listen to men. <laughs> 99.3, hello. Thanks for calling. What's your name? Hello? Are you there? Okay, I'm not going to just listen to you breathe. Hello, how are you? What's your name? Yeah, this is Right One. I'm calling from Lagos. Can you speak up, please? I'm struggling to hear you. Yeah, I'm Right One calling from Lagos. All right, welcome. Go ahead. Yeah, I just have a few questions for the chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, chief, please, can you, can you tell me, can you tell Nigerians how many times you have been able to rise up within your community and gathering the entire chiefs like you to speak in the interest of the women that have been oppressed, please. Okay, is that all? And if that has been done, were there anybody that speak that spoke against you in that community? And you should be also be specific. Tell Nigeria, tell the entire Nigerians or entire South House where exactly, or which area or which state you are specifically talking about. Because people don't even know where they came from, or neither do they know about their tradition or culture. So we need more education, and we need to know how far you have been fighting for the women in your community. Because there are some, I think there are some uh, civil rights and human rights uh, uh, activists who are listening to you on this air. So please come up. 
Okay, Chief. They said, come up. <laughs> I didn't quite hear everything he said. But he, he it's said all right that, in saying, uh, uh-huh. asking what I have done in my own capacity as a chief. Yes, what have you done in your capacity as a chief in your own community to fight for the rights of women? Uh, did you gather the chiefs to help you and do it? What did the other chiefs do when you were fighting for the rights of women? Did they fight you? Because civil society uh, organizations are listening to you and they can learn from you. So what did you do? And what specific part of Nigeria or South-South are you from? You know, what specific community? So that... Uh, I love I love questions like this. Okay. So please, I hope he's listening and he's with his pen and paper. I am Chief Andrew Wolfrebo. My actual title is Alabama Minapakabo Distress. Mm-hmm. I am the Chief and Head of Minapakabo Wokenu House of Ukuchiri Kingdom of Krika Clan, Ijoland River State. Okay. I am... The first chief of Minapakabo Wokenu House. Mm-hmm. And even before I became a chief, I fought for the traditional rights of women in my society. How? Traditionally, in our society, in my in, to work in house membership is for both men and women, but only men can be chief and only men have a right to vote for a chief. When it was my turn to be elected chief, I refused the election if women were not allowed to vote with full voting rights as men. I got that done even before becoming a chief. So I, I am also the first chief who can stand up and say I was voted for by both men and women. Woo. My condition for accepting the chieftaincy, notice what I said, mm. my condition for accepting the chieftaincy mm-hmm. uh, was that the stipulation that only men can be chief of my work in New House would be changed in my lifetime. So that by the time I am dead, because, you know, Chief Quincy is a lifetime appointment. Mm-hmm. When the list of candidates to succeed me is selected, which I will have the right to do, mm-hmm. for the first time in the history of the work in New House as an institution mm-hmm. since the 16th century, mm-hmm. women will be candidates for the Chief Quincy. Right now, in Minapokobo Work in New House, my work in New House, women have equal rights to men, including inheritance of land. I did that. Mm. Men and women have equal membership of the work in New House. They said before that the excuse was that women are not paying the same dues as men. What's the dues? 1,000 naira for men, 500 naira for women. I said, so it's because of 500 naira, you're not giving them the same rights. Or are women, are you ready to pay the same 1000 as men? They say, yes, we pay the one k What's the one k Most of the time, we're even the ones that give the 1000 out to our husband to go and pay for themselves. <laughs> so the women agree. So right now, men and women are staying the same amount, and they have equal rights. Mm. Voting rights, membership rights, selection rights, everything. Mm. The reason I became a chief is so that these things that I talk about as injustices, mm. I actually have power to change them myself rather than wait for somebody else or talk from the outside. Mm. When, when they approached me to be chief, when I accepted, mm. I said to them, you came to me, you saw my mother, you saw my sister, you know them, you know the antecedents. They are actually better qualified to be chief than I am. Mm. The reason why they are not on the ballot right now is because of this unnecessary discrimination that says only men can be chief. Mm. It changes with me. If you don't accept these my conditions, don't give me the chief thing to you. 
Because once you give me to me, it's over. You can't remove me. I'm there for life. <laughs> and they've accepted. So that's my track record. Uh, Chief, uh, unfortunately, we're out of time. I say unfortunately because I'm enjoying the conversation and I'm sure that uh, there are lots of people who want to call in. So, for instance, uh, someone says, Sandra, bring someone with a balanced view, not someone that will say what women want to hear. I don't know. Yeah, that, so, yeah, Sandra, please bring somebody that says it's good to kill women and leave men alive. And then we have balance now. I don't know. killing women and I I don't know what I, I honestly don't know. Uh, Matthew says that uh, you cannot speak for all men from all parts of Nigeria. You can only speak for your kingdom. There are lots of cultural differences between Umahe people and Newi people. For instance, in marriage, burial, uh, or. Can a woman be an Let's leave that conversation. We have a break. But thank you so much for joining us on the show today. We appreciate it, Chief. Please, I need a goat or a cow. You can't just bring that to a chief. <laughs>